Welcome to the SAHCC Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Erica Gonzalez, Chairwoman of the Board. Now is the time for us to pull together. This podcast will bring a variety of topics to help us rebuild. We are here as a resource for Hispanic-owned businesses, small business, economic development, advocacy, international trade, education, and leadership. Take some time to listen and learn, but most importantly, to remember that we are in this together. Welcome to SAHCC Voices. We're really trying to bring a voice to all girls, to educate them, to empower them, to know that girls can grow up to be women who can change the world. Welcome to the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Sandy Wolf, and I lead strategic relations and member partnerships at the Chamber. Today, we're excited to speak to Major General Angie Salinas, the CEO of Girl Scouts of Southwest Texas. Welcome, General. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you this morning. So I know the mission of Girl Scouts states that Girl Scouts builds girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. As a lifetime Girl Scout myself, who grew up in in the 80s. How has Girl Scouts changed and evolved? So Girl Scouts of Southwest Texas used to be Girl Scouts of Bear County. And we're actually getting ready to celebrate 100 years of Girl Scouts in 2024. We're kind of in the middle of Texas and we actually now go all the way out to Del Rio in Eagle Pass, cover areas up uh, towards uh, Corville and go south towards um, Pleasanton and out towards kind of Gonzales County. I think a lot of people are surprised to know that we take take in that much of a regional space. We do, but the majority of our girls are here in Bear County. So we're roughly, before COVID, mm-hmm. had about 15 uh, to 18,000 girls roughly over the years. That's the largest we have been, up to about 6,000 adult volunteers. So it's been crazy. Last year, unfortunately, our smallest amount of girls was a little bit over 8,000 girls wow. and just about roughly 2,500 adults. So where's the sweet spot and where would you like to be? Really, we could be up to 22,000 girls and could be as much as 7,000 adults. I feel like they're out there. I feel like they really want to participate. We have the ability and really every single girl in that 21 county could be a Girl Scout. Imagine what we could do for our communities. So in October, we had Day of the Girl, huge event out in Hemisphere. You said you saw so many girls out there that were not only Girl Scouts, but in other We had uh, in our community, we had eight organizations. We all tag teamed and brought together girls. This is um, the 11th of October is International Day of the Girl, where we're really trying to bring a voice to all girls to educate them, to empower them, to know that girls can grow up to be women who can change the world. Do you think that that needle is moving a little bit? Do you see the change in girls that are becoming a little bit more confident? They're demanding a voice. They're demanding. And we, we Girl Scouts are leading the way. Yes, I think that is absolutely 100% true. Before we get into talking about cookies and camp, which are two of my favorite subjects, uh, let's talk about the mission and vision of today's Girl Scout. What do you think people would be surprised to learn about Girl Scouts today? 
Well, let's talk about today's Girl Scouts. Not only is it um, about what I think the old ways, which was the three C's, and that was really camp, uh, cookies, and crafts. (laughs) Yes. It is really about intangibles. It's about courage, confidence, and character. And and this is really why I I became associated with this, with the organization is uh, that that really adds to value and who we are. And it's about giving integrity and making us wanting to lead in a world that needs to make change and to value who we are and to make the world a better place. I like the way that you said that our girls are demanding this now. So which makes me think that at least we've got some of those good role models that are out there that they're seeing that, yes, I can do this because I see people that look like me. I see people that are interested in the same, maybe unusual things that I'm interested in. I know we have a big push for STEM. So tell us a little bit about the work in STEM that Girl Scouts is doing. Well, the important thing is that girls aren't waiting to be adults. They are seeing right now that there's so much that needs to be done, whether it's the environment, whether it's just improving our way of life, whether it's homelessness, whether it's food. They they recognize that everywhere that they see, every as they look around, it needs to be better. Their patches from their CEOs as reaching for the stars, which is essentially they can do and be anything that they choose to be. So let's talk about this patch partner program. I know San Antonio is unique in that patch partner program. And a lot of people I don't think are familiar with how our businesses are partnering with the Girl Scouts for patches. Yes. So years ago, um, so obviously Girl Scouts earn, and this is really what's very critical, is that um, girls have always built badges um, in the sense of that they earn badges in a variety of areas, whether it's camping, whether it's in a particular field. And in that, um, they they do four, five, six, seven, eight tasks and that they achieve, and then they earn their their badge. Patches are a curriculum that was developed specifically to earn, you know, another task. So, so years ago, uh, one of our women business leaders, Carrie Baker Wells, came up with a way to get our community businesses involved and earn money or actually make donations for our community. So they took and they started off with four and that was uh, Wells Fargo, CPS, Valero, and it was HEB. And uh, in in an effort to raise money, they develop curriculum around their business model. So Wells Fargo, I'm assuming, was like a financial literacy. It was financial literacy. So they developed curriculum to help girls learn about financial literacy. And uh, HEB was on healthy eating. Um, CPS was on environmental. And Valero was on STEM. And so they created curriculum around them. And so they this was to go into the schools. So in addition to our troops learning it, it was also to be able to go to in schools and supplement what was curriculum already provided by the schools. But this was to kind of be additive. And since that time, it has just really blossomed. So we've gone from those four business patch initiatives to now nine. That also now adds education. So Texas A&M San Antonio increased, um, added a curriculum that enhances our patriotism. We've added the Tobin Foundation because, of course, 
bachelor's in the arts. We want to supplement our arts, and we also have added, oh my gosh, New Star, I think, uh, has also joined us. We also have uh, oh many, many, many partners. Yes, I love we've got that. So though. many of them that I'm, I've already lost track of them. So. But I love the idea that the community is now being involved to support the Girl Scouts. Like, this is part of their investment, but not only their awareness about their business and their branding, but that they see the value in reaching out to our girls. So I appreciate that so much. So you mentioned a little bit about the patriotism of Texas A&M San Antonio. I know Dr. Matson just got on a national board. Very excited to have her as a representative on the National Girl Scout Board. Your background, of course is in the military. As a retired United States Marine, did you think you would ever have such a far-reaching and impactful career? Well, first off, I joined an organization that um, whose motto was, we're looking for a few good men. <laughs> and so good the point. idea that I, I would um, come into an organization that didn't necessarily probably wanted women at a time that was the beginning of an all-volunteer service, women were really the only resource available at that particular time. And very few women really were looking at the military as an option for a long-time career. So the idea that someone like me would actually serve for 39 years and eventually become the longest serving woman to be in the Marine Corps was just not even a thought. The fact that I was able to um, serve for as long as I did really is a reflection on hard work, I think. But the idea that performance counts. And I served with incredible uh, men and women and really was lucky to be in a place where opportunity just happened to be at the right time and at the right place. I have a feeling you had a lot to do with that, though, too. I I bet you did not take no for an answer. Well, I think again, I you know, I, I you know, I'm a native Texan. Um, I think the idea that um, you know, hard work pays off. I was proud to serve my country. I come from a culture where I was very proud to be able to have worn the cloth of my nation. I felt like I I wanted to do this for as long as I could, and, and you did, and I did. Thirty nine years is a very very long time mm-hmm. to be engaged in any activity. So let's talk a little bit about how Girl Scouts benefits military families. That's a great question. So Growth Scouts benefits military families because when a military family, when I as a military person would transfer, I move from military base to military base and we move very quickly, obviously. But my uniform, I can go to a military base. I jump in. I go as a captain. I go in. Everybody knows I'm a captain. My ribbons, my badges, everybody recognize where I've been, what I've done. Faces change, but I can go in my job description pretty essentially. I can transfer very easily. My children get pulled out of school, leave their friends, go to a brand new school. Nobody knows uh, whether they play on a soccer team, a basketball team. They have to start off again from zero. They have new friends. They're academics. Nobody knows. They have to start from ground zero. If they're in a Girl Scout troop, they go in with their sash, their badges. They already know what they've earned. Uh. They already, everything is the same essentially except their face. They already have their pins. If they were in Girl Scouts, they just have to find a troop. Yes. And so the transition would be just as if they were in the military for no better way, but the the transition's easier for them. So so I highly recommend that military families, you know, have their children in Girl Scouts because it's easier for them to be able to make that transition in so many ways. I know that there's a drop-off a lot of times, of course, in high school 
for Girl Scouts. They get so busy. They're looking towards college. They're um, involved in after school activities and athletics, of course, all the great things we want our Girl Scouts to be involved in. One of the things I was surprised to find out was on the service academy applications, there are two big check boxes. One of them is if you've earned a Girl Scout Gold Award. That automatically kind of puts you to the front of the line. Is that, am I overstating that? No, actually, I sit on Senator Cornyn's Academy Selection and on um, Representative Castro's Academy Selection. And I really didn't believe that until I sat on those um, boards. And it's absolutely true. There are so many applications, thousands and thousands, and literally you get like two minutes to go through those applications. And this is after they've already called probably the first 10,000 applications by the staff. And so, again, this is this is for the service academies. This is for um, military academies. So this is all the academies. So if they have, there's, there's actually the top four candidates, one. I should the categories are Gold Award, Eagle Scout, JRTC, and Missionary. So if you're in those four, you get a circle on the top of the sheet and you go off to, to the top. Yeah. And they go to the afternoon class, basically, the yeah. afternoon consideration. Everybody else gets about a minute consideration. Yeah. And then I get to scan their package. And if I can see anything else, they might get to the afternoon otherwise. Because everybody has great athleticism. Everybody has great grades and recommendations. Everybody's class president. Everybody's captain of the football team. Everybody is. But this is your real, it's not an outlier. It's really the differentiator. That's right. Because there were studies done, the difference, the success stories at the academies has been Eagle Scout and Girl Scout Gold Awards. Isn't that amazing? I, I just think that is such a great piece of information that we need to keep telling our high school girls that Girl Scouting can really, really take you all the way. So let's talk a little bit about the pandemic. Um, and I know that, of course, we've all had struggles during this. And if the pandemic has really taught us anything, it's a lesson in the core value of Girl Scouts, or at least one of the core values of Girl Scouts, which are those life skills. How has the pandemic impacted programs for Girl Scouts, especially camp? Well, first off, let me just tell you, I was so proud of our Girl Scouts of Southwest Texas. One of the first things that we did was that we recognized our council. We had the huge digital divide. And of course, the schools immediately went to virtual classrooms. And so what we found was that many of our girls couldn't go to school because they didn't have access. So we immediately converted our parking lots to uh, Wi-Fi cafes. Then for camps, uh, we were able to register our girls. We sent out boxes of activities so girls could do the virtual camps. So they were able to sign up and then they we sent them these cool activity boxes and then they could go virtual camps and they were able to do that. We were able to do for our families who were uh, frontline defenders. Yes. Their girls were able to go to our local day camp. We were able to do less than 50 girls, but we were able to do in a very safe environment for our girls. They had super masks. I love it. Um, we, we were able to do both face masks and then, of course, had clear shield masks as well. So they decorated like Aww. superheroes uh, for our And that was camp, camp, camp Metro. Metro. We were able to do that. And the girls, we did not have one positive kid. Oh. They, they went the entire summer and uh, 
the very first summer of 2020, they were able to go to camp. I'm very excited because that that is Camp Metro is actually held in an old school. We are at the old um, Escobar Coronado Elementary School over in Edgewood School District. Yes, and I I I love the idea that that makes uh, a lot of kids going to camp for the first time because some of these are the little ones, are itty bitties, um, and they are more comfortable in a school setting. So I just I think that is such a point of pride that we can be in an old school where kids are used to it and they feel comfortable. I know one of the biggest pivots was in how we sold cookies this past year, and we had this beautiful digital platform. Tell us a little bit about that because I was one of those people that ordered. Hundreds hundreds and hundreds of dollars and had them delivered. (laughs) We were really very, very fortunate because, you know, girls are quick. We were able to, I think we outsold Amazon. Our girls figured out the digital (laughs) cookie platform, uh, created their avatars, and then just really did, uh, I called it like the friends and family sales, went national with their cookie sales, which is what the digital um, platform is able to do. Normally with cookie sales were just outside at the cookie booths, but they were able to not only set up drive-by cookie booths, which is, you know, we were at Sherman Williams, you know, we were out in the parking lots at local schools. They were able to just drive by, open up the back of your vehicle and toss in the cookies in a very safe way. But they also did the big digital. So we were able to share email addresses, as you mentioned, and you could just kind of send those email addresses to people and we got the cookies. And this year we're going to be doing the same thing. Uh, We're very fortunate because many businesses supporting our Girl Scouts, our families, our Girl Scout cookie families, we got in a little bit of a bind where we have to order the cookies up front. And we had a lot of cookies in our warehouse and we were very transparent. We called in all our cookie troops and said, hey, we really need some help. We've got to get rid of these cookies because we were (laughs) going to be in a real financial bind. And everybody chipped in and helped us out. You I know, laugh because there's, because there's <laughs> never a reason to get rid of cookies because I will always buy cookies. I'm Yeah, I'm the type of person that anytime I walked by a cookie booth, I'd always buy a couple of boxes. But this year, especially, it was so nice to have them delivered to my workplace. And I got to meet one of the Girl Scouts that was delivering, who I probably would have never met before, but I just went on to like her, basically her digital platform, ordered all the cookies. She called me to confirm when I was going to be at work so she could drop them off. It was amazing. I was so excited. Please tell me we're going to continue this. We, I'm t- everybody chipped in. I mean, AGB bought cookies. We had Nabo women businesses bought cookies. I mean, I, I get the cookies. I bought cookies. <laughs> I mean, our whole entire board of directors were buying cookies. Everybody was supporting supporting our Girl Scouts. Uh, the San Antonio sports, you know, were supporting the women's basketball tournament was in town yes. and we were able to have a one cookie booth outside, Aww. you know, selling the cookies in front of the chamber. Every so box counts. Every box of cookies helped us not have a um, liability or a cookie loss this year. So, so it wasn't our best cookie season, but the city helped us, you know, and everybody in San Antonio that could get a box of cookies was trying to find a box of cookies for us to sell. 
ourselves. And so, you said Grubhub even delivered. Yeah, too, we or? we we tried to partner with uh, Grubhub this year, so we had a couple, you know, what we call a storefront. Um, yeah. And so we we're going to try to do our best this year. So we're we're going to try to do our digital sales. We're going to start early this year. Yes. And, when uh, does cookie the, season start early this well, year? Well, we're gonna we're gonna do digital sales starting the middle of December. So look, Woo. check out our website. Um, you can go on there and start ordering your cookies. So so I think did you tell me December fifteenth? December the 15th, okay. pretty close to that. We'll check out our website, our Girl Scouts at Southwest Texas. I love it because everybody's getting Girl Scout cookies for Christmas this year. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Holiday shopping done easy. All you need to do is buy Girl Scout cookies. And there's a new one this year too. Oh, that's right. Yes. So definitely if you like chocolate and caramel with just a hint of sea salt. Oof. Okay. And they're smaller. They're like a little bite-sized one. Yes. And so for our... If, if, uh, Adventurefuls, right? Yes, that is. But for our candies is our new cookie company. So that's who bought our company. So they, if you like that for our chocolate, oh. that is who is now making our cookies. Oh, interesting. See, I was really in love with the lemon ups that were last year. For those of you that may not have um, had the opportunity to buy cookies last year, they were a really nice shortbread lemon cookie, but they had great inspirational sayings on them. Like I'm strong. And I just, I love love those cookies. They're such a good cookie. Yes. And we still have those too. <laughs> okay. So good. yay. Good. <laughs> we could talk probably a long time just about cookies. On the website, you list great resources for partnerships and leadership in the community. Since many of our nonprofits are looking for assistance, what help do the Girl Scouts need right now from the community other than buying cookies? Well, we're always looking for volunteers. Parents want to put their girls in Girl Scouts. We just don't have the volunteers to be troop leaders. We need more adults. So we need, we would really ask every parent who wants their daughter to be in Girl Scouts to be the troop leader. And if we could have every parent who wants her daughter to be in Girl Scouts to be the troop leader as well, because it's really very demanding and we know that it's really tough for every parent. But if all the parents joined in and everybody took a little opportunity to be part of that troop, then it would really kind of share the load. I mean, it is so easy now because we, all the resources now, we put all these kits together. You come in, you pick out the, the whole box and everything is in there. And our programming is all girl led. So you just open the box and girls, what do you want to do today? We're going to work on our cyber badge today. And here's the list. Okay. who This is how we're going to do it. And it is. You just need, really need an adult in the room. That's when you, all when you, you need to do. It. Um, I had the honor of um, attending one of the community meetings for the troop leader. So I'm the board liaison for our region. And General, I have to tell tell you, I was so impressed with these leaders about just the care that they have for the girls. I mean, they're, I, I always, I told them, I said, I got a little emotional because they're almost like the front line because they're, they're really making sure that our girls are being taken care of where the girls are being led and they're incredibly organized. I was so impressed that this meeting was run like a business meeting. And so they've got all their ducks in a row. And so I think you're right. It's not overly difficult. So if you were an adult that's looking for this type of volunteerism, maybe Girl Scouts is for you. I did see a lot of spouses there too, which was kind of fun, but I love that it's a family affair. Um, and they, they have a couple of girls that are, that are in it, that are moving through. I really enjoyed kind of just being with them. So 
definitely adult volunteers is something that the Girl Scouts needs. Well, the relationship, what we're saying is that there's legacy here. We have many of our adults who say that the relationships that they had with their moms yes. is why that they want to have that same relationship with their daughters. Yes. And the other piece that's very important is $84 a month. $84 a month makes huge impact for Girl Scouts. The amount of money is insignificant, but the impact that you can make to Girl Scouts long-term is just imaginable. Yeah, so hugely effective. Hugely impact for our organization. You can put us in a will. A hundred years ago, somebody donated, you know, back in 1948, Camp Lajita Girl Scouts. There was over 300 acres in Utopia to Girl Scouts. And today that camp still is here so that Girl Scouts can enjoy every summer. We go out there and hundreds of girls enjoy the outdoors. I went to that Um, camp when I was 10 years old. Yeah. And we have many of our board members that went to that camp. And to this day, we still protect that land for our Girl Scouts. And we want to make sure that we continue to protect that for hundreds of girls for hundreds of years. And one of the biggest advantages just happened this past year with the archaeological dig. We just designated that a state antiquity site. And so that's what we do. We're protecting the environment and we're protecting that for generations From of girls. From a donation yes. that happened so long ago. Yes. And so that's what that's what people taking care of the future of our girls. And, and so we need to remind people that they can make that kind of impact for just generations and generations. So we're hoping that people will do that because so few people today are doing that from the next the next generation of people yet to be born. Yeah. And I like the idea of a sustained giver, too. That's one of those things that I enjoy doing that you don't have to worry about it. I just take it out of my account every single month. And then I know that you guys give me a statement at the end of the year for my donation. Um, but I know that it's going to, to the real programmatic help that a lot of our girls can't afford. So I appreciate that you do that. So last question, one final question question for General Angie Salinas. What personally motivates you? What? Why do you do this kind of work? And what actually gets you out of bed in the morning? The idea that one of these girls is going to do something is going to change the world. I don't know what that girl, who that girl is going to be, but someday one girl is going to wake up and she's going to be the woman. She might be the woman that is going to land on Mars. She might be the president of the United States. She's I don't know who she's going to be, but maybe someday she's going to be, you know what? I was a Girl Scout in San Antonio, Texas. And, and she'll say, and that's what changed the world. I got a patch one day and it was from a CEO. I don't remember her name, but that patch said reach for the stars. And I still have that patch. Oh my gosh. You know, and that, that to me, that, that's what inspires me. That's, that's the thing that maybe that little girl someday got that patch from me. So, so that's what inspires me every day to wake up. I love that, that we could have a small impact on the future of our girls. So thank you so much for our audience for tuning in today. This podcast was developed to cover the experiences, advocacy, resources, and best practices of business and leadership in San Antonio and South Texas. The San Antonio Hispanic Chamber is a leading resource for Hispanic-owned businesses and Hispanics in business since 1929. For more information on membership or events, please visit sahcc.org. The SAHCC Voices podcast is available anytime on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart radio or your favorite podcast platform. We hope we left you with some knowledge to take on the day and look forward to having you at the next podcast or event for the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Hasta la próxima.